0: Welcome back to The Complete History of Chocolate, Members Episode 3. I'm your host, Eric Zaffer. I'm releasing the full version of this episode to all of the listeners because of the delay on getting the next episode out. I am currently traveling in Thailand this month, so thank you for your patience as I get my research and recording done while abroad. I will be releasing the next episode on coffee in Latin America next week, so to get us ready, here's an episode on chocolate history and its origin in ancient Latin America. Today I'm trying a brownie from Memorize Brownie, it's a brownie company in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I'll be pairing that with a Honduras cold brew from a company in Bangkok, Thailand, called Somerset Coffee Roasters. So let me start with the coffee. It's got a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of berry as well. Let me try tasting it. There's definitely a lot of berry flavors. I'm getting a little bit of uh, nutty, a little bit of roasty. It's actually a very acidic coffee and try the brownie, and they do give you a little bit of cream to put on your brownie, so let me put that on there as well. So the brownie is um, more of a milk chocolate. It's very rich, though. It's very sweet. It's a very soft texture, um, a good amount of moisture to it. Let me try pairing it with the coffee. I will say... I think a coffee with a little bit more chocolatey notes would have done well. Although, I kind of assumed that this coffee, being from Latin America, would have a little bit more chocolate nutty. But it's definitely more on the berry side. Um, Something more like you might see in Africa. The chocolate, though, is kind of counteracting some uh, some of that acidity. And it's definitely adding a little bit of sweetness to it. In the jungles ancient Mesoamerica, we find a plant which grows a sort of bean known as cacao. Cacao is often beaten and ground with water, as well as other flavors, or even maize, to produce a drink, one version of which we know as chocolate. Based on archaeology, cacao originated in Mesoamerica as early as 600 BCE. Cacao was fermented by some indigenous groups to produce an alcoholic beverage. It was utilized by the Aztecs as a form of currency, while to the Mayans it was a highly spiritual item. The word cacao seems to have originated in the Gulf of Mexico and then spread from there. Later, becoming known as cacao to the Mayans, the Nahuatl word for chocolate was zacalatl, while the Maya called it chacala, which means bitter water. What is interesting to note is it seems the Mayan word cacao led to cacao. With the Aztecs having no influence, while the Nahuatl word, Xocolatl, came chocolate, the Mayans had no influence. But let's go further back to an earlier group known as the Olmec. The Olmecs were the first to turn cacao into chocolate, drinking it ritually and for its medical properties. Vessels from 1500 BCE found at Olmec archaeological sites contained theobromine, a stimulant found in both chocolate and tea. The Olmec likely introduced chocolate to other parts of Latin America, such as to the Mayans. The Mayans believed it was the drink of the gods. They mixed their chocolate with chili, water, cornmeal, and honey. One use for the drink was to finalize important transactions. The drink itself was not a drink for the upper class, but was in fact a drink for the common people. Much of Mayan mythology is recorded in a work known as Popol Vuh. This work describes how Urakan and other deities created a heart in the land. They then planted an enormous tree into the underworld, which was so large its branches reached into the heavens, and its trunk was in our world. This tree was a cacao tree, connecting the three worlds together. Another myth from Mayan lore is the story of the hero twins, who were conceived by their father spitting on their mother's hand. Their father is often depicted as a cacao tree, who is dead in the underworld. The story takes the twins on a journey to the underworld to bring back their father, resulting in the twins becoming the sun and the moon. It is from the sun and the moon the other deities could create mankind from maize, This mythological account shows the importance of cacao in their own creation, as well as in relation to life and death. Cacao iconography is often found around burial sites. It was related to the cycle of life and death, being seen as a sign of rebirth, similar to a butterfly or a phoenix. The Aztecs believed chocolate was a gift from their god, Quetzalcoatl. They drank chocolate as a beverage, an aphrodisiac, and to prepare for war. Modern research shows potential evidence for an increase in libido from chocolate, but there is not enough evidence to prove this. Cacao beans were often more valuable to them than gold. It was a drink of the upper class, although enjoyed by the lower class individuals on special occasions, such as weddings and celebrations. Moctezuma II supposedly drank gallons of xocolatl every day, and was said to have held it in reserve for his military. Hernán Cortez's conquest of the Aztec Triple Alliance was described by Bernal Díaz in his True History of the Conquest of Mexico, giving us one of the earliest European accounts of chocolate. Díaz describes, quote, from time to time, a liquor, prepared from cocoa and of a stimulating or cooperative quality, as we are told, was presented to Moctezuma in a golden cup, Cortes introduced chocolate to Spain, although there are varying accounts on how it happened. Some say he brought it back with him in 1502 after finding it on a trade ship en route to Mexico, while others say he kept it a secret after Moctezuma's court introduced it to him while a third account states chocolate was introduced in 1544 by Mayans from Guatemala, giving it as a gift to King Philip I. The Spanish disliked the bitter taste, and so added sugar and honey to sweeten it. Chocolate became popular among the upper class, with Catholic monks drinking chocolate to aid in their religious practices. Chocolate was not shared with other European countries for nearly a century. The first country to be introduced to chocolate by the Spanish was France in 1615, after King Louis XIII married Anne of Austria, daughter of Spain's king, Philip III. She brought with her samples of chocolate to the Parisian court, leading it to become popular in France, and before long it was introduced to England and the rest of Europe. European colonial powers then began planting cacao plants in their colonies along the equator, much like they did with coffee. Chocolate was popular among the European aristocracy, being consumed as a luxury item and for its health benefits. Chocolate, as a drink, took on new recipes in Europe, no longer using the Aztec or Mayan recipes, They began adding cane sugar and other spices like cinnamon to it, and created hot chocolate as we know it today. Similar to coffee, chocolate houses took off in London, Amsterdam, and other major European cities as places for the wealthy. In colonial America, chocolate arrived in Spain's colony of Florida first in 1641. The first American chocolate house was opened in 1682 in Boston. By the lead-up to the American Revolution, cocoa beans were a major import product, being enjoyed by all levels of society. During the Revolutionary War, chocolate was given to soldiers as part of their rations, and even occasionally as a form of payment. World War II also saw the use of chocolate as a form of rations. In 1828, Conrad van Houten, a Dutch chemist, developed a way to create chocolate powder by treating cacao beans with alkaline salts. This process became known as Dutch processing and produced what we know as cocoa powder. Before this, chocolate was still being made by hand until the Industrial Revolution, just like it had been in pre-colonial Mesoamerica. This changed after 1828, however, when the chocolate press was invented, either by Van Houten or his father. It was this process which led to our modern chocolate bar. These new methods of producing chocolate led it to become a mass-produced and cheap product, which made it readily available to the masses. Make sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. If you would like to support this series and listen to more members' episodes like this, please consider becoming a Patreon member. For the price of a latte a month, you can keep this series going while receiving exclusive episodes, merch, and more. As always, make sure to recommend the show to your friends and family, and please consider leaving a review of the show to help new listeners find the show, while also giving me your feedback. To close, here's a quote from the character Diana Troy from Star Trek Next Generation. I never met a chocolate I didn't like. Thank you.